What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Humor. Good old humor. Huh. I, I, I had to check myself whether I said the intro correctly or not. I did, right? Shit, like a few days don't do podcasts really, yeah. No, yeah, I, usually you say the hottest, new, the hottest news, the latest gossip and and, and something else, la. usually. Oh, no, the, drag it the out first bit, part la. is the latest episode, la, the latest episode. I don't know why I was going to say latest podcast or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Because uh, it's okay. been four days since our last current affairs news podcast. La. The last episode was with our guest, Dew Francis. Yeah, yeah. Dew Drops. That's right. It's yeah, been man. a while talking about current it's affairs again. It's been a while. Mm. It's, I, mean, I mean, it's been pretty interesting. Like, we've had quite a number of guests in the last few weeks. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And just reading what people think about the guests and all is is, is pretty interesting. Yeah, actually, the most amount of guests in the shortest amount of time for us, I think. Mm, mm, um, but yeah, that doesn't mean there's no news to talk about, mm. right? There's always something interesting to talk about. There's always something. But before but we go there, there's always mm, there's also mm, something... Mm. A very special plug that we have this week. It's not your not your usual plug, not your grandfather's plug. It's mm, a very mm. special plug. <laughs> yeah, it's our plug, a plug that came from us. Yeah. And it is none other than Folklory. Okay, mm. so if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that in the past, um, we have offered um, a, a service where we create a personalized podcast, you know, that captures your stories. Uh, yeah. Basically, we interview a guest you choose and you get a 30-minute podcast but what's happening today, Terence? Well, the good news is that after all this time, Folklory is finally ready for prime time. And, mm. we're, and we're really looking forward to, to scaling up the service and really making it uh, widely available for everyone. Mm, mm. Yeah, and, and I mean, the last time we, 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 were, we were getting the process uh, right and, and now we're actually launching today, 4th of March, uh, a, a, goal, uh, a goal of getting 100 customers in the next 100 days. That's right. Yeah. 100 customers. I mean, partially, uh, made a, partially also yeah. because it's a, we call it a so-called limited run also. Like, because the truth is, uh, yeah, we're still a very small team. It's more than just the two of us now, but we're still a very fledgling mm. small team and uh, yeah, 100 customers in 100 days would stretch ourselves quite a bit, but we're willing to do it because that's a, I mean, that's the goal that we want to set for ourselves. Uh, yeah, and, and if you're wondering what the hell are these boys talking about, basically the reason, I mean, you can create a video, you can take photos of to try and capture memories, but from doing podcasts, we realize that audio really catches another layer of emotion, another layer of storytelling. So we will interview a guest that you choose and deliver a 30-minute episode, but to help you understand what uh, is, 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 a, is a folklory episode, here's a little excerpt from one of our previous customers. When you actually had to leave her, or at least like you know, see her off to school or say goodbye to her, as she went for her first day of school. How did that feel like? My baby's getting grown up, you know. Was it was there were there tears in your eyes or anything? Was it one of those moments? No, no, not <laughs> no. not not really. But but in a way, schooling in Singapore, the childcare process has also helped a little bit. You know, that she's mm-hmm. gone through four four ish years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even a bit more than that. She mm. she started going to school at two and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, so so she you you you're kind of yeah. already used to seeing her like in yeah. the schooling system, so to speak. Yeah. Nowadays, though, school is a bit more structured, and she comes home with homework. Mm, and mm, I I do wish to see her becoming a bit more resilient rather than flummoxed by problems and sometimes starting to to whine or even cry mm. if she gets a difficult problem mm. and 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 so that's one of my wishes for her that that mom and dad find ways to get her to be a bit more resilient and independent mm. so yeah it'll be 30 minutes of that where we will just deliver a very high quality podcast about a topic of your choice and this time we're doing things a bit differently as well what's different about this time compared to our previous sales terence i think this time um what we're really excited to is to bring everyone on this journey, this folklory journey with us. Because uh, uh, I think, you know, we, we really know that everyone's been supporting us since day one. In fact, a lot of people who, who bought the early beta tests of the 
of the product and everything were were actually Yalabad listeners. Uh. So we realized mm. people do want to follow us on this journey. So we're actually giving everyone a chance to do so. And how, how do they do that, Harish? So we'll be posting uh, about the whole process of getting these 100 customers uh, over 100 days across Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You know, mm. LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Um, and we're also working with someone to do a weekly newsletter, just just charting our progress to get these 100 customers. Mm. Um, uh, and, and I mean, the, the website has been updated. It is folklory.com, which is F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y.com. Yeah. The link is in the show notes, along yeah. with all the other links to all our other platforms. So, so yeah, we'll we'll be updating our journey on this podcast as well, mm. um, and and yeah, just 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 it'll be great to see to see what you guys think, like. And of course, mm. if you have any feedback as well about the website, just head on over to Reddit, message us on Instagram, yeah, and whatever else can help. But but actually, just just as an aside, it is a big personal step for us, like, right? Because we're actually not that that big sharers on on social media, like, right? Personally, yeah. like, like especially something like LinkedIn. I haven't touched my LinkedIn in years. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, actually, <laughs> being me, yeah, being made to do this is like, wow, it's, it's like me coming out of woodwork at it and seeing the sun for the first time. Yeah, in fact, for those of you listening to this, go and check out Terence's LinkedIn right now because, <laughs> yeah. and just poke him on Reddit or Instagram to update it because I think his profile picture is from eight years ago or something. Yeah, at so the height of my, up. height of my youth. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think what helps is that, yeah, it's no longer just us doing this. Um, we are working with, with some folk uh, who are really helping us uh, with this and we are super excited. Mm. Super mm. fucking excited. Yep. But cool. Let's let's go. Let's All go right. on to the podcast, man. Yes, yes. On to the podcast. On to the podcast. That was a long spiel. Yeah. Um, okay. The first topic that we're talking about today. Uh, would you yeah. like to introduce it? It is uh, Mr. Shamugam in Parliament this week. Mm has spoken up again about the contentious issue of the 377A uh, law, which uh, penalizes uh, homosexual sex. Uh. And, mm. uh, and he's, I mean, he, he's made a statement about it. And what we're trying to do is to interpret what this statement means. Uh. So what, what, what was yeah. the statement that he made? Uh? Um, I mean, the statement essentially, the one that has grabbed all the headlines um, is, is along the lines of that the government is considering the best way forward and considering different viewpoints carefully. Um, that's the summary. I mean, his whole speech is available online. Mm. Um, he talks about how, yeah, you know, Singapore uh, has, has, has should strive to maintain the balance of, of upholding um, just certain values, but also uh, considering alternative viewpoints as social has social attitudes have changed like, over time, mm, mm, right? Mm. Um, but but was there any other specific statement that you were referring to? Uh, no, I mean it was basically his speech. Uh, this is pretty uh-huh. much his speech I was referring to. Uh, um, yeah, it was in the points that he makes about uh, you know having to balance different viewpoints of of the public and all. Yeah, and the speech was made during the committee of supply speech. Mm, mm, what, mm. what, what, what the fuck is the committee of supply speech? Uh, is it, is it the name of the speech in response to? No, like, cannot be just in response to the budget, lah. No, I think it is re- related to the budget. If I'm not wrong, it is to, to ah, talk about committee the budget, of supply yeah. debate. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think he was addressing a specific question la, mm, uh, about right. the... Uh, because there was a, a recent development um, around related to the the appeal to repeal 377A. Mm. Um, maybe we should share a bit about that also. La. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, so so what happened in... Uh, that was The ruling finally came out on February 2028 this year. Um where there was a court case, uh, there was an appeal put forward by three individuals, la, Dr. Roy Tan Senki, a retired GP and activist for LGBT rights, Mr. Johnson Ong, a disc jockey, and Mr. Brian Chung, the former executive director of the LGBT nonprofit Uga Chaga. Mm. Right? So uh, from what I understand, they were appealing uh, for the repeal of 377A based on some of the problems they saw um, in, in maintaining it la. but the judge or the AGC ruled against the repeal which is why it's still there 
That's right. Right? Yeah. Um, but but so, I mean, that's I remember seeing uh, articles about how that was going on for a while because I think it first started in 2018. 2019. Yep, November 2019. Almost. November 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and that that was off the back of I think back in 2018 when India uh, repealed the 377A, it was a big thing, and that kicked off a whole wave of uh, further support for the repealing of 377A in Singapore. And there was this case, so it took three years, man, two yeah, and a half years, like through COVID and everything, man. But uh, but actually, yeah. the um, isn't uh when when you first heard about this, was was it? I didn't the thought come to your mind that huh? We're gonna bring this up again. Like, uh, isn't this hasn't this been talked about already? That they they're just gonna leave three seven seven A alone, and they're not gonna enforce it. Uh yeah, kind of. Oh really? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like uh, I I I know I remember seeing that case that was filed since twenty nineteen. Uh, come up and down, and there was one appeal that was rejected, and then this was uh, an ongoing appeal. So. So I thought, unfortunately, it's gonna be a while before the government ever changes its stance, lah. Mm. You mean you was you were not you was you were not surprised uh, that he said something like this? Um, initially, I I thought that it, I mean the government is when they says that the government is looking at it like on the surface value, lah. Right, and when I read the headlines and everything, uh, I thought, oh, okay, maybe maybe it's time for for some uh, like like what we said about the budget, lah. Right, like taxing the wealth. They're taking taking small mm. steps to start taxing the wealthy in Singapore, like, right? Um, maybe mm, there's some mm, new mm. change in the 4G, the way the 4G is conducting things. That now they're gonna you know start uh, put test balloons out there about about making changes to 377A. But uh, mm. yeah, when I read into his speech and 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 specifically even the 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 court ruling about about the whole thing, I felt like ah uh, we're back at, at square one again, lah. No much difference. Hasn't hasn't changed much at all, and it seems like it seems like uh, they're just leaving this as a something for the next generation of politicians to solve, uh, you know. Hmm. So so maybe you can just just share a bit more about as because you you said you as you were reading his speech and all there were certain things that popped out. Uh, like what what popped out? Uh? uh, I mean the fact that uh, he keeps talking about balancing uh, different viewpoints and all that, right? Um, mm. and the truth is, I think, uh, you know, I think Shamugam is a very logical person. Um, so f- to him, something like three seven seven A would stick out like a sore thumb, as a if, if it's a law that can't be enforced. Why is it even there, like, Right? Why is it? Mm. Why is it even sit there? And and if it's just to placate a, a minority of people, uh, um. You know, what's what's the real point of it, lah? I believe that he's a very logical uh, person who can who can see the logic in that, lah. But as the mm. politician, as the politician, I think he talks about having to weigh the different interests and different viewpoints of society. Uh, and even then, you know, like you, is it a really balanced weighing of of people's opinions, lah? Right? To the mm. to the majority. Uh, I mean, you, you you can you can still believe that that uh, you know you can believe that heterosexual relationships are, are the norm, and that you know children should be brought up with a heterosexual family. You can still have that, and also still de- uh, decriminalize gay sex, lah. Right? You know what I mean? Mm. It's not mutually mm. exclusive, lah. It doesn't mean that just because you decriminalize gay sex means that the heterosexual family is over, is finished, and everything. You see. So, mm. I think when when we say live and let live, that's what that's what that, that's more what I think live and let live is la. in the sense that if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, change, it doesn't do anything to me or, or or change the way I I I am or anything like that. Then then you know what's the big deal about de- decriminalizing gay sex la, Right? Uh, Wait, you mean it doesn't change change you in in any way? What, what do you mean by that? Exactly, it doesn't. It's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with me, alright. Doesn't you affect me. You as an individual or you as a as me a, as an individual. Like, me as an individual, uh, uh, and and everything. Uh, me as a parent and, and everything doesn't doesn't change anything for me, uh, You know. Mm. 
so uh there, there that's what I, I think that's where uh i'm yeah i guess a bit disappointed that the conversation didn't go a little bit more in that direction uh, about reminding mm. people that yeah, we we do need to keep up the times as well and, and be a bit more uh logical about it can we but you, you know support i mean can we still support the traditional nuclear family system but at the same time also acknowledge that hey discriminating a, a one particular group of people is not the good thing but you don't think that him saying the government this uh, considering best way forward considering different viewpoints is a uh, kind of saying okay lah we're going to consider or you think it's just like like just 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 political talk ah mm, i mean it doesn't feel like anything will change after after that considering you can consider for 10 minutes or you can consider for 10 years and at the end you can still mm. say we're back uh, we're not going to change anything lah right uh yeah lah i guess but okay, so so the reason why I'm asking is because at first, first of all, I was trying to wrap my head around the whole thing, and I was reading up on the history of the whole three seven seven A, which in itself is a quite an interesting thing, lah. Um, but um, I think I, I, why I want to give a bit of context is uh, what you might call it, uh. So so three seven seven A was introduced in nineteen thirty eight. But it was the original three seven seven was repealed in two thousand and seven lah, mm. um, and the the original three seven seven. So okay, so <laughs> I was just trying to understand the context just to have a better understanding of the timeline. Like three seven seven basically kind of said all sorts of like fucking crazy ass uh, carnal intercourse doesn't matter what gender and all that. It is it, it's illegal lah, and then three seven seven in two thousand seven was uh, repealed, but a new section 377 was uh, introduced to criminalize sex with dead bodies. Mm. So that is the section 377 now. Mm. Um, so the difference was 377A uh, remain. Um, and in some way, it, it focuses on homosexual uh, sex uh, amongst men, right? And also, it, it I think previously the stance is that it would remain, but it won't be enforced, right? Mm. So at first when I when I saw like Shamugam saying this, I'm like, okay, like it's like fucking theater again. But then there was a video that that one of the three people who was appealing the case put out, um, the the DJ, um, and he kind of said, yeah, like it's discouraging and all. But one change is that now they they can't enforce it. Like there's a ruling that it. It cannot be legally enforced under circumstance. Of course, with the asterisks that the attorney general can give reasonable notice to the public if he decides. So he's kind of saying that that still can, but a lot harder. And he he seemed quite like okay lah. It's it's not the best outcome, but it's still a small step forward lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's why I I was like, uh, I mean. Like I know, generally, if you look at the statements put out by the LGBT um, activist organizations, they're all saying, "Yeah, this is a very disappointing outcome," but feels like it's still a slight positive, lah. Mm, mm. Do Do you not get that? Did get that feeling at all? You're talking about the court, the court ruling, or or what Shamugam was saying. More about the court ruling, lah. More about the court ruling. Um, mm. The fact that okay, lah. At least, at least something a bit different, lah. Because previously, in all the appeals, um, I think twenty fourteen, uh, there was an appeal in 2010, 2012, mm. uh, twenty ten, twenty twelve, like those were just blanket. No, nothing changes. Yeah, yeah. But now, now it's in black and white that it shouldn't be enforced, lah. That's what you're saying. That it cannot be enforced. Cannot be enforced. Yeah, yeah. Un- unless, unless the AGC Besides does something, I don't know what, lah. Like. Yeah. I, yeah, that's why, so that's where it's like, as Vice put it, la, or, or the New York Times um, put it, the latest ruling is cold comfort. Mm, mm, yeah. Cold, la, but still comfort, la, right? <laughs> yeah, la, but cold comfort, like if you're fucking cold in a theater, also it sucks, yeah, right? Yeah. But I, I, yeah, la, I mean. It can be a comfortable chair. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to. Uh, I, I, I was kind of, I guess I was a bit uh, more hopeful because of the budget. Last time, the last week when we discussed the budget, we realized that hey, actually, making noise on the ground does lead to direct uh, changes like in policy as well. Um, but maybe, do you know that this was going to be discussed? No, no. I do mean, you know I, I knew I knew about the court ruling. I knew about court ruling. I did not mm. know that there would be a question mm. in Parliament about it. I thought they would just leave it as it is. 
But uh, yeah, I, I guess it's also good that it's, it's brought up as well. Uh. And and I, I guess one positive also is that Shamugam, you can tell, uh, you know, he, he also says that discrimination against LGBT, the LGBT community will be dealt with very severely as well. Uh, because they are protected under mm. our maintenance of uh, Religious Harmony Act, uh, right? Um, mm. So uh, I, I think more than just, even more than just, uh, you know, saying that they're not going to enforce a law against them, they, he's saying... He's saying that yeah, they will in fact take active steps to protect the the mi- minority group also, lo. and and coming but from the minister of law, there's there's him laying the smack down, at least setting the 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 boundaries. Uh. But but that one also like because you know the maintenance of uh, religious harmony act was something that was passed recently, right? Mm-hmm. So right. when he said that that offers protection to LGBT um, uh, individuals, to me it was like, <laughs> I'm guessing. A lot of people who are for that, for the protection of religious organizations, are also against the repealing of three seven seven A. I know, like that's that's a that's a that's a blanket statement, but um, I think the the religious organizations do quite uh, largely want do not want the three seven 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 A to be repealed, right? So I remember seeing wait, wait, that. Wait, yeah, that's, that is that is quite a that's quite a blanket statement to make, right? No, because there have been uh, statements put out by the religious organizations uh, arguing against the repeal of 377A. Correct, so it's not just hearsay. They but have not, put out not, statements. But not necessarily. Like I think we have established before, like even within like say something like Christianity, yeah, correct, correct. there is a spectrum yeah. of, of views as well. Right? So it's correct, not like they officially... Individuals, no, not individuals. Like churches, for example. They, they, it's correct, not like, uh, the, yeah, okay. like all the churches all came together and issued one statement or anything like that. Like. Yeah, correct. So for the people who are from the organizations who issued that statement against the repealing, who are protected by this law, mm. <laughs> are protected by the same law that uh, yeah, like, protects the, the people that are suffering from a law that they want do not want repeal. Uh. So I just thought it was it was uh some 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 humor there, uh, especially mm. when Shamogam said it. I see, I see, I see. No, I mean it's kind yeah. of a... In some sense, it's uh, you know, like the maintenance of religious harmony. That you have a right to religion, but you also have a right to to not have a religion, like, right? To non-religion. Mm. In some ways, so someone yeah. can't discriminate against you also because you are not of of you're not of a, any of a, their faith or what, like, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so that that to me is um, that that to me is also uh, yeah, is is important that it's stated that way as well, you know, you have a right to practice whatever yeah. religion you want, but but also uh, th- those who choose not to, you don't discriminate against them. Yeah. yeah, but that's why, like watching the the video by the Johnson Ong, who was one of the trio, um, I can imagine because like if you're petitioning or uh, doing a court case for like three years, it's fucking taxing, and the outcome is not ideal. Uh, but him saying that okay, it, that one small change. Uh, I mean, to me, it's just that everybody needs to just keep making noise about this, lah. Mm. Um, and and it, it can't be the attitude that okay, it is not going to change, so why bother? Because hats off to everyone who's campaigning for this, uh, for this, uh, this reason, man. Because yeah, like uh, just have to. The more people make noise, the more changes will happen, lah. Just how fast, I don't know, but. But the video for for me, because I was trying to make sense of the outcome and mm. okay, what what like uh, largely does the LGBT community feel? So his video was a bit eye opening. Like I don't know whether it's reflective of everyone in the community. Mm-hmm. But when he said that, I was like, okay, okay, that seems like a positive lah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's just. I mean, uh, yeah, it's quite quite inconclusive lah. If anything, this uh, mm. the whole debate. Uh, in fact, Shamug- what what Shamugam said about it as well uh, mm. I, I do I do hope that, that there will be uh, you know now, now everyone's so exposed to different uh, sh- you know streaming platforms and things like that like, right uh, yeah I mean I, I you know one of the crazy things recently I just watched uh, uh, on, on I think it's on Netflix or Disney Plus I can't remember remember the old classic Police Academy mm. remember it was like this yeah, comedy yeah. that uh, I don't know in the eighties was, uh, was legendary. Uh, man. Legendary, like everybody watched it. Everybody, all the kids loved it. We all saw it on TV and everything. I watched it on Netflix yeah. and Disney Plus recently. Oh, Disney Plus recently. I can't remember which one. 
And you know, there's so much like, there's so much like um, nudity and sexual jokes and, 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 and I mean, you know, even like, uh, I mean, offensive racist kind of jokes inside, inside the show. Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you know that? I didn't know. You didn't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so as a no, kid, like, like what? I saw saying that it's probably as a kid, it was probably censored to the nines, uh, you know, and then put on TV such that it became this like child friendly, child friendly, uh, oh, haha, look at these clowns in the police academy kind of thing. But then when I actually watched it, I was like, oh my God, this is like, there's so much stuff in here that, that will get them cancelled today. La, you know, the, the kind of content they have in there about nudity and, and sex and, and, you know, and even like, um, there are a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, there are a lot of anti-gay jokes and stuff like that as well, uh, as you can imagine in a, in a police academy kind of storyline. So, mm. it was, uh, yeah, I was quite, I was quite, um, quite shocked uh, that, that I hadn't been exposed to those viewpoints earlier. And my, my memory of police academy was that it was always this family-friendly, you know, easy to watch show and everything like that. Uh, no, but maybe it was one of those things that you never detect. Me, I, is it the jokes like super out there or quite uh, uh like a lot of innuendo in it? There's a lot of nudity, like right, right out, straight out nudity, in the show. Really? Yeah, yeah. of like women, yeah, women showering and stuff like that, and then the police peeping on peeping on them, or some dude peeping on them and, and stuff. Uh, like a whole scene, you know. So I was like, wow, this I did not remember this at all, uh. and 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 and. <laughs> You know, like when there isn't exposure to 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 these things because they're censored in our media. I mean, obviously, I was a kid, so I couldn't, I shouldn't have seen these kind of things. But but the fact is, like as an adult, I, I didn't even know that these things existed, like, Right? You know, uh, and, mm. and the way the way the way the censorship also basically clamps down on any representation of LGBT, uh, in our in our in TV and movies and all that, or at least has very not so flattering portrayals of LGBT. Uh, characters in the shows, um, mm. you know, it, it makes it it makes it tougher. It makes it tougher for the next generation to also very openly accept it, lah. Right? Um, mm. Yeah. So so that's that's so you're saying that's hopefully one way that that you know softly we can make make steps, lah. You know, make make small steps in progressing towards everyone accepting it as okay, just part of life, lah. So, so you're saying like the the censored police academy kind of shaped your views on life? Uh? <laughs> no, I just like, I was just so shocked. Or like it no. taught you not to peep at people who <laughs> are showering when you were young, is it? No, no, no. I That scene did not exist when I was young. That's what I'm saying, you know. I was so, just, so the whole thing was cut out. La. The, yeah, the whole, whole thing, thing was, was cut, cut out. out. So I was just not exposed to that kind of humor or that kind of, those, kind of, uh, those jokes in the police academy. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, the power of censorship to really, you know, uh, shape someone's uh, memories and views about things, uh, you know? Mm. So, actually, it's a, it's a, to the, 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 I mean, uh, kind of a stupid point to, to, from a very stupid, uh, uh, stupid, silly movie as well. Uh, but but that, that, that was what I, th- I thought, uh, yeah. No, but actually, just as you were talking about it, I was thinking about it because in, in some way, Having the word bleeped out is is a lot less insidious than cutting out full scenes, lah. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the fact that I mean, if you imagine like there was a scene where they don't show, like they, they cut it abruptly, then you at least you know it existed. I think a few years ago there was an issue with an Obama interview on Ellen that was mm. had a few things cut out, or like a scene on Curb Your Enthusiasm in HBO where the entire scene was cut out, mm. and that is horrible, lah. Because like like what you say, you just realize, oh fuck, as a kid, yeah. You, you 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 memorize the movie until like that. Uh, you can remember which scene you did not see. Yeah, uh. no, not not memorize. Uh, but I remember I loved. I yeah, I loved like Police Academy and every time it was on TV, it was like uh, you have to sit there and watch it and all. Yeah, but you don't remember feeling horny during the movie, is it? That's why. That's why no, it you, had, the it, scene. It had the innuendo jokes, <laughs> but you never. I never knew <laughs> there was explicit like nudity. There was like racist jokes. There was all these different things. You see. Yeah. Uh. Uh, or maybe the, so, so the racist jokes were in there, the, but at the time it wasn't deemed racist, la, You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like, like what you were saying actually made me think of another thing relating to to Shamugam's speech and the the policy. Because as much as I say, oh, it 
it feels based on what I've read that, okay, this is still a step in the right direction. It would be horrible if this is just like a, a, a positive thing to kind of give people hope, but in the end, they don't do shit for the next 10 years. Mm, mm, mm. You, you get what I mean? And yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, like even, I think uh, we've spoken about how in previous, in, like, in, in even in your personal relationship, sometimes you give a little to ultimately get your way, right? Mm. So, yeah. So as you were talking about that, it feels like they the it was skill, censored so skillfully that people didn't make noise like. But if you imagine they showed part part of a scene and then censored back then, maybe people were like, oh yo fuck is why is it getting censored and all mm, that. Mm. So now, I guess I guess that's where I, I'm really curious how the general internet thinks about uh this this latest update because yeah like for when I read it when I saw the video I was like oh I felt a bit positive about it. So now I'm thinking, fuck, is it a false positive or not? Is it where they're, yeah, it's just a little bit of like buttering me up mm. uh, to make me forget about the full issue. Mm. You get what I mean? I get what you mean, yeah, yeah. Pro- pro- possibly, possibly. Yeah. Because yeah. Shamugum is a skilled politician, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But, uh, well, yeah. Police Academy was <laughs> changed the course of our debate, uh, Police so Academy. Funny. So funny, I mean, we're talking about Shamugum from the Ministry of Home Affairs. Police Academy and what a skilled politician he is and our next topic is about a not so skilled politician la. right <laughs> <laughs> maybe too skilled for his own good la. maybe yeah, maybe too skilled he's, for his own good he's living in the future yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but what is this uh, like second second story but also also from parliament as well right yeah, yeah the, the recent debates la. yeah um so on March 1st, a uh, member of parliament for West Coast GRC, Ang Wei, Ng, Ang Wei Ning, uh, floated um, what has been called a radical idea, la, which is, uh, to summarize, like just putting an expiry date on degrees given by local universities. Mm. So, so the whole crux was, I mean, him just putting out his idea, talking about, you know how now you have a degree from 10 years ago, it might be irrelevant and there's a constant need to, to upgrade and we are, that's the general mandate for governments all around the world. So why not have this thing that expires so that after X amount of time, you, know, you don't have a degree anymore yeah. and you are kind of forced structurally to go get a new degree. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So then <laughs> I think the latest thing he put on Facebook saying that after like fervent response, he, he realized that uh, yeah, like, like it, it needs to be debated out a lot more, um, and and it should be co. The future of education in Singapore should be co-created with Singaporeans, lah. Mm, mm, mm. But what what did you think when you when you saw those articles, uh? I mean, the I, I think he's trying to make a point that uh, mm. yeah, like, skills upgrading is very important, lah. Right that mm. lifelong learning is important that even as a as an adult or what doesn't mean that uh just because you got a job and everything doesn't mean that you shouldn't consider continue learning uh, shouldn't continue pursuing mm. learning and ev- everything uh mm. but what i think is uh the the problem is that he uh yeah i mean the idea of getting a degree is so that to prove that you have the basic competence to to do a job in that field right and uh, mm. if it just expires within five years, that's not a degree anymore. It's more like a license, right? A license that you, mm. you apply for to to work in certain things. But then, but then the truth is, uh, there are a lot of jobs where you don't even need a, you don't need a license to, to to do it, right? Like you don't need a license to to you know be an economist. You don't need a license to like us like that to to work in our you know uh, in our industry or even doing mm. production or anything. Uh, in fact, the most the most learning you do is actually on the job, right? On the job learning, and uh, if you have to, if you're forced to have to take time out of your day to day job to, in order to to reinstate your or at least uh, what do you call it, uh, get your degree certified again, that actually mm. would be detrimental, because that takes away from your actual learning, mm. uh, and it, it, uh, yeah, and and that's why I think everyone's like saying it's a damn stupid idea, lah. Yeah, well, what do you feel about it? My first thought is this guy is too sold on the vaccine booster process and all that crap. <laughs> He's treating education like a fucking vaccine yeah. where you need to get a booster shot every five years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, 
Hello. Yeah. Okay, but on that note, right? On that note, like um, for driving license, is there a need to kind of refresh every X amount of years? I don't think so, right? Or maybe when you're past sixty or something. Uh? Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think there is no. No. I don't think so. No, uh. Yeah. Why? So I mean, I mean. No, no, because I was just thinking, okay, just thinking, like, are there, are there tests that you kind of need to renew? Actually, God, like, right? Like, what's a test that you need to renew? What's a competency that you need to, to renew? Like, if you're making, like, a, like, a, like, you're in the F&B industry or, I mean, what if you're, industries do you need to? If you're in the army, you need to go fit for, like, you need to go for a fit for infantry test every, every year you're past 35, lah. Oh, right, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, like, like what you said like, like that basically that you, then you're treating education like a like a license lah, mm. right? Mm. And I mean a license I or vocation, most, yeah. Because I think part of the university degree is almost just kind of like um just saying that okay lah, you you are you you are competent enough to to get a degree in this, mm. um, and it's more about the skills as opposed to the knowledge per se, la, right? Yeah, correct, correct. I think maybe if he, so he's, a- he's referring specifically to to very profession-driven uh, degrees, la, like doctor, lawyer, uh, where where you do need certification, you do need uh, licenses to practice, la, right? Uh, then then maybe it makes sense to to, uh, to do some kind of like every five years you have to renew some license or what lah. But mm. like what you say, la, just because you studied uh, art, art history or sociology or something doesn't necessarily mean you'll be working in that field next time, la, right? You could be completely mm. working in something different. But what you took away from your degrees were were skill sets, la, skill sets of working with people, skill sets of presenting uh, an idea or a plan, uh, the skill set of, you know, uh, writing a paper and keeping a deadline and, and, and keeping yourself organized and all this. And these are things that mm. you, know, you probably learn more on the job than you do actually in, uh, back in university again. La. So it just, yeah, I, I think especially for people like us who studied one subject but then are now doing something entirely different, it, it just sounds so stupid, la, right? <laughs> yeah, I think if you are practicing, if you are practicing lawyer, practicing doctor, that's fine lah. But can you imagine you fucking study six years for a doctor? You don't end up becoming a doctor. Then yeah. in like ten years, people yeah. say you say you're a doctor. They're like, hey, you take off the <laughs> like, or you got a PhD in something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just after ten years, you're like, oh, sorry, you're no more doctor. Yeah, you're just John. Yeah, hey, you're just John. So the only reason why I would give him some, it's like actually two reasons lah. Like I think, I mean. It's it's a interesting idea, but maybe Parliament not the best place, lah. Yeah, actually, but then there is something um, I wanted to discuss also, la, Like, is it is it, I mean he says that he just brought it up as a a radical idea to to mm. to as food for thought, lah. So to make people think, la, Right? When we say something yeah. is food for thought, means we want you to chew on it, to ruminate, and and, and think about it, la, Right? And what you mm. what you probably think. Uh, is logical or could actually work will be probably be much less radical than whatever he proposed there. Uh, mm. And a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of, uh, you know, leadership courses or C-suite kind of like design thinking approaches to to management and all, they, they, they always ask that question, like, right? Like if you had no no restriction on your resources and all, uh, like, like what, will, what would be your plan for, for the company or the team or anything like that, like, right? Uh, mm. So so maybe maybe this guy was just uh, brainstorming out loud nah, in Parliament nah. <laughs> uh, but but that's, so that's my question is it why is it a wrong thing to brainstorm out loud like that in Parliament like, is it only in Parliament the only thing you can do is like present papers white papers that have been have been researched evidenced and and surveys done and everything like that or can you just raise these issues as like you know uh, you know like throwing spaghetti at the wall what do you think. I mean, I really think Parliament not the best place, Because uh. okay, parliamentary sessions seem like they are fucking long, lah, right? Um, and there are so many issues that are impacting us day to day, and ultimately, you to to get that many people in a room, regardless of how busy you are, what position you hold, and all, it is hard, lah, right? Yeah. So that's why I feel like, hey, at least post on Facebook first, 
get mm. like a some traction or like some some test the waters first like, to bring yeah. you in parliament that's why I'm like no especially like, I, what do you think? I what agree do you with you I agree with you especially on the back of what happened what just happened to workers party and and Raisa, Raisa Khan right you know you mm. I mean yeah like, you don't tell lies in parliament and and, and you don't treat mm. parliament like a sounding board la. like time is of the essence there. you know mm. don't waste don't waste lawmakers time with with half baked ideas that you haven't researched and, and everything. Of course, I of course <laughs> I also want to become an MP and propose to to you know to make Singapore a great tourist destination. Do they work week? No, yeah. I I want to build an air con air conditioned dome over Singapore. If I became king of Singapore, that's what I would do, like You know, build a dome that, uh. that so that Singapore's air con twenty four hours a day, lah. So that tourists will come and we can even have snow, fake snow in, in Singapore. But this is not something I would table and put in parliament, right? Because people will just <laughs> laugh you, they'll just laugh you out the door. And then after I say, oh, it was just a thought experiment about how to how to attract more tourists to Singapore. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, right? and you, can, you can imagine the other MPs all thinking, oh my God, this is why people think we are wasting taxpayers' money. Yeah. right? Because it's just not the best place to, to, to put it. Yeah. But I mean, in some way, like I wasn't familiar with this guy before, so maybe he's building his brand. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so the second reason I was going to say why I give it, I, I will cut him a bit of slack, right? I think because on on uh, the news articles they did mention that he brought up also the uh, and in the clip he brought up the example of crypto, la, You know mm. how crypto without a degree you can still do well. So, mm. so it's because the new skills that I learned and a degree in like. I don't know what you got 10 years ago might not help you in crypto. But then there's a little tidbit uh, that his son mm. uh, deferred university education to continue working in a crypto firm. Oh. So, if you imagine if this five-year thing, <laughs> if this five-year thing happens, right, regardless of whether his son left uh, university, maybe his extended family won't say, hey, how can your son uh, drop out of university to pursue crypto? He'll be like, yo, even if he stayed, it's no longer relevant. Mm. So I know that's just pulling some some stuff out of my ass, lah. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that laid the seed for him to come up with his radical idea. Yeah, uh, actually, that's probably a that's a good pointer. There definitely maybe some mm. self interest in in promoting this idea, lah. Yeah. But but I also I, I yeah. someone in Reddit also pointed out it's kind of he he basically is making a point that paper qualifications don't mean anything anymore. And his solution to solving it is by having more paper qualifications, uh, you know, <laughs> 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 by taking a test, by taking more tests every five years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we should not focus on like yeah, like studying. Uh, it's real world experience. Except now, every yeah. five years, you have to just study for a while yeah. to allow you to do more real world. Yeah, stuff. to take a test to prove that you ha- mm-hmm. you can you can you have real world experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but, just I mean, crazy. So, so maybe there needs to be like a, um, you know, like organizations always have like the R and D lab for moonshot ideas, right? Mm. Um, I know the government has Gov Tech, but there's yeah. more tech. Maybe there should be one more about just these like moonshot ideas where, and you stream that. I would fucking pay to watch what people come up like these all radical left field ideas. Of course, it would have no legal bearing at all. Right? There needs mm. to be a safe space, mm-hmm. but. But that can be an additional revenue stream, man. All the craziest ideas from all the MPs, just don't put it in Parliament yet. Just just do it on like the Parliament X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean possibly like a like a like a reach, uh, like a portal or something where where MPs can just put put up their crazy ideas, uh, and then and then <laughs> see what people say. Anonymous. About it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe. Yeah, anonymous. Yeah. yeah, just put it behind a paywall. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like uh, can make it like a like a, like the OnlyFans kind of thing. You know, like right. have a have a pixelated image of your your document saying, oh, yeah. you know, hey, just subscribe and you can see the full details. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of ideas actually you know go through the minds of of all these uh very 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 important people in Singapore, lah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah man cool but, uh, interesting uh, this All week right. has been dominated by parliamentary sessions uh. mm. uh, but anyway exactly. moving on to yeah. our yes. one shook comment yeah uh, yeah our one shook 
comment of the week. Yeah, what is your uh, one short comment? Uh, my one short comment is from someone just 19 hours ago on our episode uh, with uh, Dew Francis. Uh, mm. Goes by the moniker of Intelligent Dash Form Five Six Seven Eight. Mm. Um, and basically it reads yeah interesting episode thanks guys for always giving us quality episodes always wanted to thank you but never managed to so has come on reddit just to say thanks always like that and for context he the user is someone who works abroad and has been stuck there for 9 months or 10 months already mm. and that mm. our show helps them feel connected at home mm. fucking messages like that always make my day man yeah it feels like you know if you are Stuck somewhere like like I I mean I know there are Singaporeans still stuck in Ukraine or anything. Yeah, just remember that mm. yeah lah. There's a uh, yeah lah a whole bunch of other Singaporeans also here thinking about you guys and and mm. wanting to stay in touch. Uh. Yeah, man. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, my one comment. Yeah. yeah, my one comment is about the community as well, and uh, not not so much just one comment lah. But I think we uh, the episode two six eight that we did about the. Russian-Ukraine war and and how Singapore is postponing the resumption of team sports. Um, yeah, there's there's been a very interesting thread there where where people are sharing uh, about what how they're learning about uh, you know the history between uh, Russia and Ukraine, and uh, a lot of interesting mm. videos and links and articles are all being shared within the community lah. So so um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing watching people. Watching the Yalabad community, people just like uh, excitedly share articles and and things with each other, so that they can all have a lot more context than than even you and I have uh, about about the the topic that they just heard the podcast about lah. So that's what yeah, that's what mm. we're all about, man. Like like growing together and then just mutually helping each other out and 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 just like uh, just knowing everything, uh, knowing a little bit more about the world, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds yeah, like exactly. A, Sounds like a government ad, I don't know, but but so this is all <laughs> like yeah. This, the comments this, are actually very detailed, yeah. Yeah, this is all this is all uh from the ground up, man. It wasn't like we started we started a comment thread or anything like that. Man. Yeah, mm. it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was yeah. Actually, what well, I just looked at the comment, the new comments that came in also. Yeah, it's good shit, man. Yeah, good shit. Yeah, but yeah. So shout out to the community. Yeah, mm. and what is your yeah. one shot thing? Would you like to go first? Uh yeah, I mean the I think the the UFC event this weekend, UFC 272 uh is uh Jorge Masvidal versus Kobe Covington. Mm. Um it's the mm. first non-title fight main event in UFC history, I think. And then mm. um it's built off the eh uh, I'm not sure if it's the first lah, but maybe maybe it could be the second I'm not really sure but 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 it's 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 very rare that a non-title fight is the the main event of a of a UFC event and um i i mean even if you're not a, really a fighting fan or what uh if if anything they, these two characters um Masvidal and Covington are are quite entertaining to watch lah they're not the best fighters in the mm. world but they are very entertaining because of their the of their on mic skills and and the, the the way they promote their fights and and everything like like for example both of them are uh both of them are very fervent Trump supporters uh. that's there's a funny fact but uh yeah la, they 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 support Trump in different ways and uh apparently <laughs> and they have they have a very long beef like uh that apparently goes back like you know into into they they used to be like best friends and then, and roommates and all and now they hate each other. Uh, so there's a little bit of beef going on, and there's a lot of he says she says kind of things going on, but uh, yeah, that's what that's what's making the the whole fight quite exciting. It's almost like a, a wrestling a wrestling match, except that it's real, like, it's real fighting, la. Like you're really watching two people oh, who don't like each other, like yeah. really fight it out, la. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it, I think it'll be a pretty interesting fight. Yeah. So have you had the face off the? The, yeah, they have the build the up. In, really? Yeah, the build up has been pretty funny. Like the the whole the press conferences, the things that the the things they're saying about each other, the zingers, and all it's all been quite funny, lah. So you know, if you enjoy they, watching, they, like you know, the Rock do his uh, one liners and all, there's a lot of one liners that they're, they're doing now, lah. Yeah, but they legit like hate each other. See, that's the thing. I, I don't. Like I'm not hundred percent sure because you don't know. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, they're all trying to sell a fight, lah. Right. 
And a lot mm. of times the UFC fighters, oh, I don't like this guy, I can't stand him. But at the end of the, the, the fight, they shake hands and then they're like, you know, it's all for the business and and you know, I respect him now and that kind of thing. Um, so, but this one is really, I mean, there's, it's documented that they were best friends and they're living together. They were helping each other last time. And for some reason, they, they yeah, for, for various reasons, uh, they've, they've quarreled and, and, and basically uh, gone on two different paths. Uh. So for them to come back mm. together and 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 have this fight is uh, it's pretty. It, I think it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Like like I mean, people are what saying that is? it's the it's oh. the first time that there's real bad blood between people uh, But you know, uh, you in show in this show business, you really never know lah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. And it's this weekend, uh, This weekend. This uh. weekend, yeah. Two seven UFC. And now I mean the UFC UFC in the US is all full full oh, yeah, yeah. full it's, stadiums already, like, right? It's been like that for a while. It's been already. a while, already. yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while, mm. yeah. Oh, cool. This 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 weekend is also Man U Man City, man. Yeah, but that's punch. not my one shot thing, lah. Oh, that's, that's not my one shot thing. thing. Okay. What is your one shot thing? Yeah, my one shot thing is something a little uh, a lot more somber. Um, and it is an article, uh, that was sent to me by a very very good friend of mine who's also an avid listener of Yalabat. Mm. Um, and it's called "It's Your Friends Who Break Your Heart." Mm. I mean, he wasn't breaking up with me or anything as a friend or anything, la, but mm. um, this article is quite a long article. Uh, it's mm. published by The Atlantic, mm. and the journalist basically profiles this these two like public best friends who were authors who decided to work on a book together and just started the beginning of the end of their friendship. La. And then the author just talks about the concept of friendship uh, and and like how... What 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 she says is that the older we get, the more we need our friends, and the harder it is to keep them. So mm. it's just a, a, quite a introspective piece. Mm. Uh, maybe this weekend, if anyone doesn't mind deep diving into a long article, because I really thought it was quite thought provoking. Like an example of something that was an interesting thought was that her point is that most relationships in our lives, be it like parent, child, sister, brother, um, marriage, whatnot. They are either like genetic binds or, or legal binds. Uh. Mm. But for friendships, right, it's one of those things that is really opt-in. Mm. Um, and there's no real textbook of, oh, how to be a good friend. You know, you got how to be a good parent, how to be a good son, how to be a good uh, spouse. But friends, very little. Uh. So I was reading it. I was like, hey, fuck, man. And yeah, it's, it's quite introspective. So mm. so it's, it's a good article. I recommend everybody read it, especially now with where you know your relationships have been tested during COVID and all right, mm. it's a it's a good read lah. Oh, not bad ah. Your what you thing is about uh, uh, you know reading about like uh, you know failing friendships, and then uh, my one show thing is mm. about watching a fight between two two <laughs> you know, failed two friends. friends. Yeah, two failed friends as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you either watch that first and then you read this or you, um, or to end on a somber note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or vice versa. Yeah. Yo, man, this is a fucking perfect pairing. Yeah, perfect pairing. <laughs> oh, it's like it's yeah, like, like the promo for the fight. It's it's the friends who break your heart yeah, and exactly. your face. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. Fun brilliant, weekend. brilliant. Yeah. Cool. All right. Fun weekend. All Let's right, all man. think about our friends this weekend, and uh, yeah, have a good and one. Link is always in the show notes. All right. Bye bye.